The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Andy O'Donoghue is with us for Tech Tuesday. And what we're going to do is back to school road safety today and the type of technology that's available. And let's start on the cheaper end, Andy, with something quite basic like an LED vest, but which actually has some lovely little gimmicks to them. Matt, there's a number of these coming onto the market the last couple of years. And I'd suggest that people look out for makes like Schenke and Elo are, are two that I've seen both for sale online and in shops around the country. And they look like a high-vis vest and you put it on, but most of them come with a little remote control. And you can mount this on your bike handlebar. It clips on, and but it has two little buttons, a left and right. And what that means is when you're turning on your bike, you just tap the left button and you get the left turn signal on your back. Uh, in green or in red and same for turning right so you have a left and right turn signal but they're also quite clever because um, but the two makes that I've mentioned have a circle of LED lights on the back and if you're a walker you simply just turn it on and so if you're walking on a dark road and you don't have street lights and you're out in the countryside coming home from school or work you have this big illuminated red circle on your back as well as the high vis vest and for 30 euros I think they're tremendous value so where can you get those? Are they online or what shops would have them? Both. I've seen uh, various types of them in uh, electrical retailers. Uh, Halfords have a, a couple of different uh, options. And then online, I've seen them uh, priced at Amazon and other online retailers from 30 to 40 euros. What about armbands? There is a set of armbands. So armbands, if you think back, when you and I were kids, we used to get free armbands, if That's I'm right. not imagining yeah. that. And um, now... They're given out in <clears> schools every e- year. Exactly. And uh, now you can buy the LED-powered armbands. The nicest and best value ones that I've come across in the last couple of weeks are from a company called Tabager, uh, T-A-B-I-G-E-R, Tabager LED armbands. They cost a tenner for a pack of four. And there's no Bluetooth, no smart tech involved, but they're nice. They're uh, 35 centimetres long, so they'll fit on uh, an adjustable, so from a child to an adult. And they uh, have two batteries. You'll get 60 to 80 hours of usage out of them. But you get a pack of four. So for cyclists, great to stick on your ankle or on your arm. Or if you're a family and you have a couple of kids, you can buy a pack of four for a tenner. And they simply just so light up. Even for pedestrians? Absolutely, or, for or pedestrians. for runners? Because this I, is a brilliant major, for runners. major thing, for particularly yeah. for people who are training, say, in October for the Dublin City Marathon. Exactly. You suddenly find you're out, it gets dark in the evening, you need something to actually give you added protection. You do. And the high vis, I don't think, is enough. And uh, I run um, all year round, but this time, this you know, when you get into the autumn, you're always a little bit nervous. And so the vest is great for thirty euros. But if you have, if, if you're a family and you're thinking, okay, that could add up a little bit, these are these armbands, uh, ten euros for a pack of four, I think are brilliant. And you will get months of use before you have to change the battery. Okay, and of course, the lighting does different modes as well in the there lighting. Is. Yeah, there is there is different modes and you can have a fast flash or a slow flash uh, or just a continuous bright light, which if you're out walking might be the one you choose to use. OK, now we have some more expensive items as well, which are very interesting for people who are using bikes. A smart bike like. Uh, smart bike lights have become popular over the last couple of years. The most interesting one that I've ever come across, a company called C-Sense, who are based in Newton Arts, and they... Um, 
uh, funded, uh, I, I think on Kickstarter originally, their icon, which is a super bright and daylight visible lamp. Now they've just concluded funding the Icon 3, which is their new version. So when you say daylight visible, what do you mean? It means that that's good and bright, so bright enough to be seen in daylight, like a car headlight almost. Okay, sort of like when you put on fog lights in the... the exactly, okay. in, in, in the daytime. But there's a lot more to it than that. So using the Seasense app, um, there are various uh, features that get unlocked, including, uh, say, the uh, a theft mode for your bike, if your bike is moved, but also a crash mode, so that somebody can be called if you have an accident. But the clever thing about this light, Matt, is that it's very intelligent and it figures out your environment. So when you come to a roundabout... It lights. Uh, it 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 it's intensifies the it, light. It, it's it? intensity increases, and also um, you know in built up traffic. And I think you know when you're around the city, uh, you come to little roundabouts or or bus lanes where they converge. The C-Sense icon is the best example of smart technology applied from people who I think who are probably cyclists themselves. It's been launched in September. It's about 118 euros uh, to buy, but incredible 575 lumens on its front light, this super visibility mode. It's now probably for dedicated cyclists, but it's a really useful and safe device. Yeah, I wonder when you fix that onto your bike, if you're parking your bike, would you actually have to remove it each time to stop it being stolen from where it's parked? Or does that defeat the purpose? Because one of the things you said is that it alerts you if somebody tries to move your bike. And the thing about the... uh, uh, the re- someone removing your bike. That's kind of intended if you pop in for a cup of coffee or to grab a bottle of water and somebody moves your, mic- your bike away from the distance where your app is. But yes, you can remove it, but they have a new uh, instant release click lock system for putting it on the handlebar. So when you go to work, you uh, chain up your bike, but pop your light off. Okay, and then you have a smart cycling helmet for us. These are also in, um, becoming increasingly popular and they deal with the lighting by putting lights into your helmet. So they have flush LED lights and turn signals that are laid into the helmet. And Livall, um, I know you can buy them in Halfords and other retailers around the country, but they also have built-in speakers and that just sit above your ears so you can listen to music or take calls without the danger of having headphones in your ears. So you're getting kind of ambient noise very comfortably so you're aware of your surroundings but you can listen to music and you can take phone calls if you're on the bike on the way home. So where's your speakers though for being on the the talking end of that phone conversation? Built into the helmet so you have a little speaker. Or the strap that goes under your chin. Uh, exactly so you, ha- so you have a microphone but then the speakers are mounted over your ear so it's almost like a loudspeaker effect that we'd hear in a building rather than a headphone effect. So it just gives you. Is it allowed to make and take phone calls when you're cycling I mean, you're not allowed to when you're driving a car it's a penalty points offence Even well you can do it on hands free but it's not recommended it's not recommended and this would be I think this is kind of the same you don't use your handset on a bike but you could take an emergency call if you have to the, uh, the Live All comes with an app and it connects via uh, Bluetooth and it does some useful features on the app. You have mileage, time, speed and average speed and you can get your stats. And um, about, they're about €100 Euros and, um, OK, you get a bike helmet, but you get the built-in uh, uh, turn signals and bike lighting. So it's a nice option as well. Uh, listeners said anything to get cyclists to stop at red lights yeah. <laughs> that's a different type of technology uh, people want to know again the high-vis vests can you give us the names of those again uh, the two high-vis vests are uh, Schenke and Elo E-E-L-O 
Okay. Now, just in the time we have available to us, uh, give us an update on the ongoing war between uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. So Elon Musk, over the last uh, 24 or 36 hours, has subpoenaed Jack Dorsey, who was the co-founder and former CEO of Twitter, and who I think we could call a friend of Elon Musk. Elon Musk, of course, uh, has a court case with Twitter coming up in October and he has asked Jack Dorsey in the subpoena to supply information relating to his acquisition of Twitter but most importantly any notes or documentation that Jack Dorsey has on spam bots which is at the core of Elon Musk's uh, sort of escape from the Twitter deal in that he says um, it's more than 5%. Twitter say the number of bots on Twitter is less than 5%. What's interesting about this, I think, Matt, is that these two are are probably very close. I don't think the subpoena will have been a surprise to Jack Dorsey, but I think we will probably be surprised by what Jack Dorsey produces in court. See, there's also another element, even in the last 24 hours, Donny O'Sullivan, the Irish reporter in CNN, has produced a whistleblower from within Twitter suggesting that there's all sorts of issues with securities on accounts as well, which will be further grist, I suspect, to Musk's mill. Uh, Peter Zatko, who was the former security chief, a former hacker, his hacking name was Mudge, and um, he has uh, said a number of things, particularly the thing that people might find shocking is this uh, story that he has uh, suggested that Twitter executives were encouraged to grow users and get bonuses of up to $10 million, but they weren't incentivized to keep spam bots down. It's coincidental that this has appeared 24 hours after Elon Musk has subpoenaed Jack Dorsey, but who's to know? Andy O'Donoghue, thank you for joining us for Tech Tuesday. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.